Hey guys, welcome to Turn Em Loose, a podcast about bird dogs and bird hunting. Uh, before we get started, I just want to remind you to go ahead and like it and subscribe and share. Uh, if you subscribe, then you'll be able to get the new episodes as they come out and you won't have to go searching. Well, let's get right to it. Well, my friends, I've got more information on our new uh, sponsor, ESPAmerica.com. They are custom-fit molded ear attenuators, earpieces, and uh, I I received them, oh, about uh, three weeks ago, and uh, I went shooting a few days ago with them, finally. they are everything they're said to be and uh, most of all they're just absolutely comfortable you forget you have them in you know within five minutes um and uh, i'm shooting and shooting and shooting and and finally i'm realizing uh you know this is extremely comfortable out here they block all noise above 90 decibels which you know continued um, exposure above 90 decibels will damage the nerve and for your hearing, and which is uh, what happened to me. I've got one side that's worse than the other. Uh, so I sent them a copy of my hearing test, and they adjusted the uh, attenuators uh, to fit me personally. Uh, and then, like I said, they're form fit, so this is very, very comfortable. But their website is ESPAmerica.com, and I encourage you to give them a visit and uh, read about what they can do for you. Hey folks, today I'm interviewing Kenny Barker. He's a regional representative for Quail Forever in the uh, four-state area of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Uh, Quail Forever and Pheasants Forever are, in fact, just one organization, but uh, they primarily quail down here in the southeast, of course. I am going to introduce Kenny here without him on the line because we actually were talking and got cut off. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick this uh, interview up uh, where we joined up again later on down the road. So here he is, uh, uh, Kenny Barker with Quail Forever. Okay, I'm back with you, Kenny, and uh, apparently you have to have good cell service to do this, but, uh, <laughs> but it's hey, important. You're, yeah, you were telling us about you started hunting and uh, came in late. Yeah, I, I started hunting late in life and and uh, with deer and, uh, and hunted some ducks, and uh, as, as my network expanded and I started asking questions and looking deeper into it and trying to figure out how to extend my seasons, um, a friend of mine took me quail hunting, and man, uh, what an experience that was! And uh, it's uh, it's really like nothing else. And it's the dogs working, um, you know, the cubby rise, uh, everything oh, yeah. about it yeah. is just incredible. Absolutely. Now, did you go on a plantation, or were those wild birds you were hunting? Yeah, actually, uh, I was. I've been pretty spoiled over the, the past several years to be able to hunt wild birds uh, on. Uh, on plantations here uh, in North Florida, and uh-huh. um, a good friend of mine, Bo Turner, Ted's youngest son, we we uh, opened up a youth center uh, several years ago, and and 
I had the opportunity to get to know Bo and uh, and hunt with him quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, on Avalon and uh, a little bit in Nonami in, in Southwest Georgia and uh, just incredible experiences. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I go by their places a lot when I drive around the country. Can't hardly not drive through one of them. Yes, sir. That's right. You're within a stone's throw at some point in time during the trip. Yeah, some Turner land somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, so do you have a bird dog? Actually, I don't. Um, I'm, I'm lucky to have friends that have them. Uh, I have four children and, uh, and get my first grandchild. And, uh, actually, as we speak, I'm, I'm dog sitting for my, uh, my youngest daughter. Um, she's got a little, Little lab mix rescue, so that's what I'm uh-huh. doing today. So, oh, okay, okay. Well, that's great. Um, so, you are, eventually, you'll probably end up being a dog person. You'll probably be a dog poor like me. You got dogs everywhere, you know. So, yes, sir, no doubt. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about Quail Forever. Well, I tell you, the uh, I, I cover, like you said, Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas, and um, came on almost three years ago, and and really with an opportunity to help grow uh, Florida and Georgia. Uh, and then recently, uh, most recently, in the fall of this past year, I was able to acquire uh, the Carolinas. And, uh, you know, the organization is 15 years old, uh, Quill Forever. We've got about, uh, I don't know, we've got 17,000 members uh, nationwide, and mm-hmm. uh, we've got about 180 chapters throughout the United States, and uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have a, a young and growing region here. I've got 25 chapters in, the, in my region alone, and wow. uh, it's, uh, we're, we're growing uh, daily, it feels like. And, right. Uh, uh, We've got a great group of volunteers. We're raising dollars to do you know, work on public lands, and, and uh, I couldn't be any happier to be in the position that I'm in right now. Um, it's uh, we got nowhere to go but up. So that is that is awesome. Now, guys that have been around uh, quail hunting for a while remember uh, Quail Unlimited. And uh, were you guys an offshoot of that? What what's your relationship with what what Quail Unlimited used to be? How how did that come about? Is that something yeah, you can't so, talk about? Don't get I don't want to get you in trouble. So no no I don't think there's any trouble. Uh, you know after basically after uh, Quail Unlimited faded. Way we, uh, you know, Pheasants Forever looked at it as an opportunity to, um, you know, to kind of pick up where they left off and uh, provide, you know, um, chapters with resources that they needed to carry on the great work uh, across the United States for, you know, the Bob White Quail. And right, uh, right. it's, um, you know, the, the work that we've done, you know, since then has been pretty incredible, and, and we're, you know, nationwide we're growing exponentially. So, uh huh, uh huh. Well, now, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. What did you say? No, it's that's okay. We're good. Good. I hunt uh, <clears throat> quail. I used to hunt in Georgia. I used to have a it was a deer lease south of me. It was like a couple thousand acres, I guess, and they uh, cut the trees off. But all the deer hunters left, and uh, for five years I had. So I have my own private little plantation down there so I grew up, you know. And that's that's yeah. basically how I learned to quail hunt was on those wild birds, and uh, that's what got me hooked. But um, I don't hunt in Georgia anymore, mainly because it's uh, land's all tied up 
leases for deer hunting and so on like that. And I tried tried joining a deer lease and only hunting birds, but that doesn't seem to work out either. So I I hunt in other states, and one of the other states I hunt in is uh, New Mexico, and they've got a program out there where they put, uh, of course, you know, New Mexico is basically desert, and where I hunt is uh, called Sand Hills. It's really desert. It's all it is is sand, dirt, and uh, pump jacks, wells, oil wells. But they put in uh, these drinkers, uh, and I think that started out under Quail Unlimited. I think that was sort of a fundraiser kind of thing, which kind of was uh, fits into what Quail Forever does. Now, that may not be a Quail Forever operation out there. I don't, in fact, I don't think it is. I think they separated but from, and they just maintain their own organization. But do you guys do things like that? Is that sort of what you're talking about? Yeah, we do. We, um, so our, our chapter, the way our chapter system works is our, our, our volunteers will have their fundraising events. Um, they'll partner with the, you know, the Department of Natural Resources in their state, and they try and focus on opportunities on a local level to partner with a, let's say, a wildlife management area. Right. And the managers of those wildlife management areas know better than anybody else, you know, what they need. And so they'll, our chapters are able to uh, take the profits from their events and, uh, like I said, partner and then spend those dollars locally uh, where they're needed most. And uh, mm-hmm. we've done some, you know, we've done some great work in Georgia um, where we did several, you know, a couple hundred acres of brooding habitat. Um, and that's expensive and that's tedious work, but, you know, the – the proof is in the pudding with their call cubby counts and things like that. Um, right. We've got a chapter in Tallahassee, Florida that's, you know, we're working uh, closely with tall timbers uh, and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission to do a translocation study on public land on a quail enhancement area. And, um, you know, these are these are great things we're doing on public land, uh, and when we really focus in areas that – Everyone is going to have access, um, and it's going to benefit Joe Public, uh, not just right. our membership, but, but everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember something about in the past they bought, not you guys, I don't think it was you, bought seed, and they'd give it to private individuals. Well, I'm thinking, shoot, that ain't helping me. You know, I can't get on yeah. the land to hunt. You know, so yeah. if a guy wants to put it on his farm down in South Georgia, that's great. I'm glad he's going yeah. to have a real good bird hunt next year, but. You know, that didn't help me that much. So I see you guys are concentrating on um, public land, land that everybody can access. So We do, and, and I'll tell you too, Randy, we do, we do work with some private landowners too. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, when you see properties in the southeast where uh, you've got large landowners that have been, uh, like plantations, that have been maintaining their property to the, you know, to the highest of high standards, Mm-hmm. And then you've got a sprinkling of public lands in and around those properties. If there is a, if there is something we can we can help a another private landowner with that may have a, an effect, a positive effect on a landscape level, you know, right. we're happy sure. to work with them there. That's a that's just a great example where working with a private landowner uh, is beneficial to maybe not you know something locally, but uh, landscape level on a region. So. Right. Uh huh. Well, um, well, that's great. That's great. Now, how can uh, if if somebody were listening to this and they were saying well, that's a pretty good organization, maybe I could get involved. Um, 
would they be actually getting involved with QF and PF at the same – now, let's say someone up in the northeast was listening to this. I mean, of course, they don't have quail up there, but they could get involved in the pheasant part of it and a similar type um, operation, I assume. They're saying they're one, one group. Um, so they could actually – how would they get involved with that? What would they do? Yeah, I mean, they could, you know, they could uh, they can get online and do the Pheasants River um, website, uh, pheasantsforever.org, or they could – they could uh, do the Quail Forever website, which is quailforever.org, and, and you can search for local chapters, um, and uh, and then you can get tied into uh, one of our chapters on a local level, and and uh, you know get your get your hands dirty volunteering. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it sounds like fun too, actually. So um, I actually just now went on Facebook and found the Quail Forever website or group uh, Facebook page and clicked on join up and uh, that takes you right to what you need to know. So yes, if you sir. don't want to go to the website, go to Facebook. And it looks like a, they have affiliate memberships and uh, actually all kinds of memberships where you get all kinds of stuff. So, so that looks good. Um, so that's good and it's easy to join. Um, and you guys have uh, meetings throughout the year and uh, events, and that uh, that sounds like fun as well. So you can follow all that on Facebook. Now, I did uh, several podcasts on uh, field trialing, and of course, uh, well, not of course, but NASTRA, National Truth Retrieve Association, is my field trial venue of choice. There's many. Uh, that's just the one I use. Um, and I just heard, in fact, I just got the minutes from our uh, national board of directors meeting uh, held up in Amo, Indiana last week, that um, Quail Forever has decided to become a national sponsor of National Shooter Retrieve Association. So you told me that you, in fact, had been sort of working behind the scenes in that. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, any opportunity that, that I have, um, you know, to get, get the uh, – Brand elevation, uh, I think is the term. Uh, any opportunity to have to, to uh, get Quill forever in front of more people, um, I'm, I'm jumping on that chance. And, and I met a lady named Cheryl Heigham, uh with the NASTRA organization. Uh-huh. And she is, uh, man, I, I've, it's, it's been a long time since I've met someone else with that much passion and energy. And um, so we, we worked a little bit uh, together to um, – to uh, get Quail Forever in front of the participants in uh, in the Quail Invitational, which is one of the five national uh, meets that uh, NASTRA mm-hmm. has, and yeah. uh, they run Lake Wales, Florida. Uh, we got one of our local chapters tied in with the, the uh, with the field down there, and and uh, we were able to to uh, be a part of that. And uh, the timing wasn't the greatest in the world because it was the week before a national convention. Um, but we were able to kickstart uh, the relationship, and and I think moving forward it's going to be great. Um, we we can it's going to be a mutually beneficial relationship between the uh, both organizations, and we can share partners and and members and all kinds of great stuff. So we're yeah. really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a it's a, both both of them are good operations. I mean, so that's a great it's a natural. It's a natural merging right there. I know Cheryl really well, and uh, you're right. She is passionate about what she does. You couldn't have, you couldn't have actually worked with a finer person to uh, make that happen. Um, 
Yeah, those national trials. There being five of them. That's the southern one, and it's in February. Uh, where was the Where was the national meeting for QF? Uh, this past year, it was actually um, in uh, in in Chicago. So, <laughs> yep, it was uh, in February. It, yes, sir. Yeah, it was windy and cold, believe it or not. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, that didn't slow anyone down um, from from attending. It was one of the better uh, better events they've had over the past several years, and and uh, great numbers, and and uh, it was just an excellent excellent weekend of uh, celebrating the, the bird company there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you might not, uh, I might be getting out of your area of expertise here, but let me ask you a little bit. Uh, do you, is Pheasant Fest associated with Pheasants Forever? That That is our national convention. That's that's exactly what I'm speaking about. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Yep. Oh, so you're up in Schaumburg there. Schaumburg, uh, yeah. I said Chicago, Schaumburg. Well, that's okay. That's same thing. I just know that's an airline pilot place up there. I know a bunch of people live up there. So yes, sir. Yeah, Schaumburg. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly where you were. And yeah, it doesn't make it any warmer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's a pretty neat place too. So okay. So Pheasant Fest has taken off, and apparently, and uh, like I said, if I'm outside your area of expertise, that's just let me know. But that has really taken off, and um, and I think that you guys, I did, I have not made it there yet, <laughs> not one time. <laughs> We need to change that because it's a, I, it's a heck of an event, Randy. Yeah, you know we do. I was just I was talking to Scott Linden, and Scott Linden, uh, you know, he actually published a how to go about uh, doing it, uh, visiting the right way. How do I say this? That when you go into the main convention hall, how to hit it the proper way so you see everything. For example, walk to the back of the room first. Don't walk in and go right. Ninety nine percent of the people do that. And, uh, you know, you'll be backed up the whole way. I mean, he was – he, he had, uh, I've never seen anybody publicly like that, but he was uh, – that was pretty cool what he said. But, anyway, it is a big deal, and I know. And I was actually invited to talk probably about five years ago, four years ago. can't remember. It was one of the first first couple they had. It was in Omaha. And um, I couldn't get there. We went out to go to the airport, and the planes were canceled, and the flights were, you know, there's a blizzard – a blizzard came through, and I said, "Oh, blizzard in Omaha! Imagine that!" So um, I couldn't, I could not make it, and since then I haven't been. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm glad it's taken off, and I, I definitely will have to get there. A lot of my friends go now, so apparently well, that's the place to be in February. Okay. It is. Uh, we'll be back in Minnesota this year, so um, there's there's a chance could, for snow again this year. <laughs> you can say that now, can't you? <laughs> chance for snow in Minnesota in February. Yeah, that's right. Oh boy. So, well, um, I can't think of anything else. Uh, is there anything that you want to put out uh, to uh, our listeners? Uh, remember, these are uh, probably as a real high probability these are bird dog people, and probably as a real high probability they're uh, field trial people as well. Yeah, I, you know, really, I, I just kind of like to go back to uh, and, and maybe talk about our model real quick with our volunteer chapters uh, and and what makes us unique. The the ability for our chapters to have a fundraising event and to decide where those dollars are spent on a local level, then maintaining those profits and uh, spending those dollars on conservation work or outreach. Um, it really gives them an opportunity to buy into the program, what they're doing, uh, and they can put their finger on every cent that is raised. And 
Um, oh, that's important. That's, mm-hmm. It is. It really is. And uh, it's a it's a pretty special thing to sit down in front of a group of volunteers, uh, you know, as they make their contributions to local public lands or to their um, youth hunts that they've been doing or you know a uh, you know a charity shoot that they're putting on so it's right a, right it's a great thing great group of volunteers um it, it will be a great way to spend thirty five dollars by becoming a member so well, that's cheap well, that's really yeah, cheap yeah. for what you get back and you know what if you uh i was thinking about just while you were talking out there in iowa kansas uh south dakota not so much oil in south dakota but um, and places like that where a lot of people go to hunt and that there are, uh, they have private land open to sportsmen in that's South Dakota. They call it different things, hunter walk-in areas in Kansas. And, and uh, again, I don't know what they call it in Iowa, but, you know, where they open up private lands for public hunting. Yes, sir. And what a great partnership that would be. And I'm sure you guys have strong, strong chapters in those states. That yeah, we should. We sure do, and, and a lot of our chapters actually uh, work with uh, private landowners to, um, you know, to, to have easement access um, mm-hmm. to go through a private piece of property to access public land. Yeah, so that's a problem. Way, yes, sir. Yeah, that's yeah. that's another way that our, our chapters spend those dollars, and uh, it's pretty special. Right. Right. I can understand that. So one other thing I just remembered, too. I'm sorry I'm dragging this out, but I've got you on the phone. Uh, we mentioned earlier, um, before we started recording, that you are, your next con- your convention that we're talking about you have in August, uh, you're the, sort of the, the high note of that is, or the uh, um, mission of that is to discuss leaving a legacy. And uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. Uh, you know, every year we try and get our all of our volunteers from their respective states or region together uh, to recognize them for the hard work that they've done. And um, this is coming up, uh, uh, excuse me, August 24th this year, uh, we're having our Florida Georgia uh, regional meeting uh, at uh, Southland Plantation, and uh, and you're going to be our guest speaker and. Uh, Ooh, shot. <laughs> yeah, there's a shot there. Um, but you know, the one thing these chapters are doing when they spend their money, they're they're making, uh, they're putting their money where their mouth is. Uh-huh. Uh, they're do, they're helping fund projects on these wildlife management areas that are going to make a difference. You know, not just next year, but several years from now. So, in uh-huh. a sense, they are leaving a legacy. Uh, the work that they do with. Uh, with kids uh, at these outreach events, um, you know, taking a kid on their first hunt, they're never going to forget that. Um, right. And building the next generation of uh, conservationists and hunters and fishermen and shooters, um, you know, that is leaving a legacy. So we've kind of, uh, you know, made our theme. That's our theme for the weekend for our yeah. volunteer meeting. And, you know, right. having somebody like yourself come in and deliver that message is going to be um Pretty special for our our attendees, and and wouldn't want to have anybody else doing it. Than, than well, them. I appreciate that in uh, Kansas. And you was talking about that they their bird hunters are way down, way down, but their deer hunters are going way up, and uh, just the total numbers of bird hunters. So anything we can do 
to get a young person involved in the sport is um, just critical right now at this point because when they grow up and have kids or when they get to be teenagers or maybe a little bit older when they finally get settled in their jobs, they can get that bird dog and they can get out and hunt and uh, pass along this uh, this wonderful sport of ours. You know, they, and if we don't if we don't defend it, it's going away. You got that right. You know, if, if we don't if we don't stand up and say no, this is important, then it's going away from all the, you know, the baloney that you see and out there on the left coast and so on like that, where they're trying to ban uh, sporting with dogs and uh, you know, and they bring up absolute worst cases when, you know, actually the guy that wants to go out and spend the weekend hunting with his bird dog is is uh, is just a wonderful wonderful way to spend time. So, well, okay, that's. Uh, that's great. I guess we've come about come to our end of our time, really. And uh, I appreciate talking with you, Kenny, and I look forward to seeing you guys in August. And, um, you know, if there's if there's anything else that uh, I can provide for you, you know where I am. Give me a call. All right, Randy. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. Okay. Thanks a lot, Kenny. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode, and I'd uh, encourage you all to go ahead and share this with friends. Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe if uh, you can. I noticed that the platforms have changed now. Uh, most people aren't using Anchor. They're using their iPhones, which is uh, great. That's an easy way to do it. Just tell, hey, Siri, play a Bird Hunter's Thoughts, and suddenly the podcast will appear. But I'd also like to uh, let you know that my book has been published. It's called Endless October. It's paperback on Amazon, and you can go ahead and order it there. Uh, it's also an ebook, and uh, you can order it as well. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page, Endless October, uh, there's a uh, spot on there where you can order an autographed copy if you desire. So, you can also visit A Bird Hunter's Thoughts, uh, my blog, and you can uh, listen to the podcast there, and you can also um, read uh, a lot of the articles that are in the books. So, I appreciate you guys. Uh, once again, like, uh, subscribe, and share. And until next time, thank you. <music>